What's up, everyone? My name's Chris Marshall with my boy, Frank G. We are the hosts of Build Your Empire podcast. Frank G, tell the people what we do. What's going on, everybody? Chris and I, we discuss established empires while showcasing us building ours. Frank G, you know you're my main man, right? You know, you know you're my boy. Yes, sir. That's my boy. Well, I, I, well, you're also a good salesman, right? I've been a salesman for I can't even count anymore. I uh, know. I taught you everything you pretty much uh, know. <laughs> you would say that. Also, my other boy here, Johnny G, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh it's it's been a, a while coming. I think I've been asking to come up on your show for for quite a while. Um Pleasure, honestly, man. yeah, it, it's humbling to have uh people like you who who actually support and who've been following for so long. Um we were just saying off air the show has been you know, around almost one year and about two weeks. And, and you've been, you know, along for the journey and we appreciate you. And you know what? I, I definitely want to tell you, your listeners, especially that the the person you are on air, the persona you bring, that's literally who you are. And and we work <laughs> together in a professional setting and it's, it's pretty refreshing. It's genuine, like I was saying earlier. So it's great to, it's great to have a new set of uh, speakers come on and just bring everybody's story to whoever. And that's, that's what it is, right? I mean, the show is founded on everybody ultimately wants the same destination. We're all just taking different paths. Uh, and we're fortunate that we work at a company where I can show my individuality, uh, where Frank over there, you know, you work for a company where you have to be more polished and conserved. Uh, and ultimately we all sell just in, in different ways. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I have to walk into the office with a suit on, it's a $3,000 suit though. <laughs> you know, looking fresh and whatnot, but it still feels good. You know, I do have control of uh, what I can and can and can't do, what clients I bring in. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to say, apparently, John, you know me as uh, from back in the day, Frank Beanbag G. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> it's been a while, huh? Oh, That's like the, bags. That might be the fifth episode, man. Oh man, yeah, that's exactly. Every morning I'd walk in and I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like "How's Frankie Bags doing?" You know, yeah, it, oh man, it, you know, just it from tough. listening to you guys, I, I feel like I know you guys already. Well, you I know, but Frank especially. You know, I mean, a lot of people actually say that, um, and people come on and and they're great to be on, and they feel like the show environment is much different, probably because we're so laid back. Yeah, it's not easy it's definitely not easy to get put on the spot. And I think what really helped me do it was my mother, when I was a little kid, literally would make me go introduce myself and shake hands, look and look at them in the eye and, you know, try to learn one new thing. So, so that's, that's interesting. Cause now you're, you're getting into what makes a good salesman a salesman or what's good interview skills. And ultimately it's to be extroverted. Now I say Frank to Frank all the time. I, I think I'm an introvert but my job and my passions are extroverted. So what would you say you are, Johnny? <laughs> um, I'm extroverted. I literally, I think I went into sales because I don't stop talking. Yeah, I don't think and, you come, I don't think you actually be on a podcast <laughs> if you're introverted. Yeah. That's a now, good point. And if you did, you, you'd be the best. If it's as entertaining as, you know, we would hope, but it's, it's definitely a personality type. It's funny. Um, you, it's funny. Ahead, you, it's funny. You uh, you mentioned how meeting people when you were younger, and uh, you know your mother or who not taught you what to do and what to say. I f feel like one thing I never forget is that I was always told by my dad, "You need to make, have a firm handshake and eye contact," and that's like stuck with me forever. That's probably got me through my meeting my first girlfriend's like older brother and father. Like they respect you for that shit. 
Yeah, yeah. You, my brother used to make fun of me all the time because I literally would just run up and be like, hi, I'm Johnny. You want to be my friend? And, and that's it. And that's it. And that's literally what I would tell everybody. You know? Yeah. And so it's, it, it, she definitely, you know, brought me up because kids do tend to be shy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just because they're that way for now, it doesn't mean that they should be like that forever. And I think communication skills are extremely important just to be, you know, within society itself. Yeah, on one end, on one end they tell you not to talk to strangers, and the other end they tell you to go meet new people. So, you figure that out as you get older. Make up your mind, right? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, you know, it's funny you guys are, are kind of, uh, you know, looking at personality and characteristic traits, and I just constantly see that as that's exactly why we're salespeople because you know we're looking at the fine intricacies of a firm handshake, uh, body language, whether you're talking to your girlfriend's dad or again an interview or to make a sale, it, it, it all corresponds with each other, which is uh, why we have three salespeople on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. body language, I mean, tonality, because I think for, I know for sure anyway, for Chris, it's certainly more tonality because the sales are all over the phone. I have way too much swagger to, to sell in person. They just won't like me. <laughs> <laughs> now, Johnny, do you do, the? are you in the same area as Chris or? Yes, you know, similar. You know, we both work on the on the partners platform, so we pretty much are, are given a book of business, mm. and then along the way, they'll give us new partners, and a lot of them are are just independent sales officers, right? Like they have their own shop, uh, they they're spending their own marketing, they're investing into their own technology, and when you have good ones, it's it. I really enjoy my job because I literally admire everything they did, everything they do. They're super creative on how they market to their clientele and their target audience. They're very creative on how to adjust, you know, especially like during a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's, you have to respect and, and give credit to what they built because where they get it to, it's kind of like a well-oiled self-running machine. And that's the goal for, for any option. Any business. Yeah, exactly. makes sense. Automation, exactly. delegation. Yeah. You, you can't be there. You'll have a successful business once you can walk away. And, and, and mind you, running. mind you, me and Johnny, essentially we're flipping millions and millions of dollars and just adding interest to that, uh, to a plethora of businesses. And, you know, with this crazy economic year with the pandemic, um, I mean, the fact that we still have jobs, even Frank, uh, it, it's just so grateful. Um, and it seems like we're kind of up to the right right now. Uh, do you feel that way, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely been a journey, right? Throughout this time. Certainly. I think, you know, Scary going times, to bed, yeah. yeah, I think going to bed one day, um, working for, I've been with our company for over five and a half years, developed relationships there with everybody. And the reason why I love that place and, and still do, it's because of the people, number one in the culture. Um, super important. Very important. Oh, I hated corporate up until this, this company. I would literally tell Frank, I'm like, I'm waiting for the day they fuck me, but they've never, ever screwed me over. Well, you have a good team. It seems, man. It seems like you all connect. Great team. Great company. Yeah. 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 But then, you know, we went to bed one day and we woke up the next morning working for another company. Now I'm actually very optimistic about this because. So am I. I wasn't at first. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I'm very optimistic because, you know, we had a, a close friend of ours, uh, mine, he worked at on deck and he was like the number one guy there for a long time. And then he ended up training everybody else. So he had a great reputation coming up. 
and he made a direct impact. But now he actually ended up leaving, worked for one company and ended up jumping over to the company that ended up acquiring us. Interesting. And so it, it was kind of like a warm transfer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there's some sort of recognition, something that you recognize. So that, that was a big concern of mine, like, especially around the pandemic. I think the worst was the environment of the unknown, um, not knowing if you're going to have a job, not knowing if you're going to have good health, right? Not knowing if you're going to see uh, these people ever again. So being able to, to keep a, a clear mind and, and being able to control your emotions when you work in sales, it's going to be something that's going to carry you successful over. I actually uh, wrote that on my Instagram this morning that all emotions are temporary and that's easy to read, but hard to contextualize. And I don't think people understand, like, you know, if you're going through, uh, you know, depression or, or some aspect of it, you know, you just reflect on times when you were ecstatic and happy and you should know that that also is going to come eventually. Well, they, they, you know, they do say, right. You never, never make a big decision when you're in the dumps, super in the dumps or when you're too, or you're real high because it's, it's not your true self, you know, right. but bad in the gambling world, yeah, you know, <laughs> we can read all the inspirational quotes that are out there, mm-hmm. but we have never gone through anything like this. Yeah. Right? And you know, you know about this pandemic real quick and what you said about waking up uh, one day and all of a sudden, you know, what the hell's going on? The economy's in the shit and there's a pandemic. Yeah, when you know you're a good salesman, and you know I can I could just hear from your tonality as well how you know you're comfortable where you are, you really can you know you can excel anywhere. You know, you know you this may this may go down a road you don't want to go down, but you're gonna eventually hit that that big bump where you're just riding high again. That's absolutely right, and you know that's that's uh, something that I ended up learning just Mm -hmm. through through previous experiences, you know, main one being just wrestling, you know, I, I wrestled, um, growing up and talk about putting yourself under the spotlight in a tough situation. Yeah. Right? Mentality too, right? There. Right. And the mentality and you're exhausted. You're, you're, you're not passing the ball around. You're literally trying to push this person in front of you. Like, and, and it's exhausting. And there are times when you have to literally dig deep because either the match is on the line for you to get to the next stage of the tournament or to win the gold or, mm-hmm. you know, to win the big tournament for your team. And having, having the, ability, the ability that young to, to learn how to control my emotions yep. and my nerves. Because I'll tell you right now, my first year of wrestling, and I'll never forget it, my very first match, I thought I was going to die. My like you probably weren't the train is you probably weren't there with the training. It's extremely difficult. Yeah, yeah. I had um like anxiety. My whole body was shaking. Oh yeah, control. Yeah, because it's all you. It's all the spotlight's all you. Yeah, that was my very first time, and I'll never forget that. I literally started crying in the middle of the mat. Right. Yeah. So I was that that day. I literally said, "Okay, I can do this." You know, (laughs) let's let's move on. And I did not win one single match for a whole. Straight. Did you really cry in the middle of your first match? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I tell you what, I was waiting gave, for this comment, bro. I <laughs> gave a huge advantage to the opposition. Yeah, but you know what? I ended up actually having a pretty good, successful career moving forward. But that's because that moment stuck with me. 
that moment in time stuck with me. I'll That's never because everything that. compounds and it, it, yeah, it builds truly. a character. Um, you know, one of, one of the, uh, I think, greatest lessons I learned, uh, at least in sales, um, is envy, right? Uh, you know, the first three years of my career, I would be jealous of the dude next to me who crushed it, who's going to get a huge paycheck while I got nothing. And then I realized that eh, it's all numbers. It's, it, I mean, it's going to come around. Yeah, you can't be envious of you just got to worry about what you got, what you could do, and then you're going to get there. That's for sure. I mean, if you're already thinking of that, you just got to work harder. And you have. Yeah. You know, it, it can be easy to fall into that kind of trap, especially around the keeping up with the Joneses game, which is a, a dangerous game to play. And me growing up, I grew up in a small town in New Providence. Great, great place to grow up. Um, it was mostly, you know, Rhode Island. No, New Providence. I get that every time. No, New Jersey. New Jersey. Well, my first thought was departed here. Like, oh. <laughs> no, I do get that a lot, though. But um, of course, from from growing up around that area, my mother was from Costa Rica. You Ooh, know, I love Costa Rica. It's a beautiful. Shout place. out Costa Rica. Yeah, me and my so, boy love Costa Rica. My yeah, mother grew up in I was Costa telling Rica. Johnny before I went to Costa Rica. He was telling me all the. He was telling me the stories. Yeah, we got we got, we got family over there. Come by, great. That's but awesome. it, it it's a definitely a, a different way of growing up out there. So my mom gave her. She had to sacrifice her life back home. Right, her family, everybody was there. Came mm-hmm. over, went to Florida, and I was born in Florida. And then finally, we got to New Jersey. And my mother worked extremely hard by herself. She worked like three jobs, raised my brother and I, right? So then like the hard, exactly. And the way I looked at it was, you know, at first all my friends were upper middle class, right? And they had this, they had that. It was a little bit of the haves and have nots. But even though technically under the category, I was not a have not, I never felt like I was ever missing anything, right? Because you have to be grateful for everything that you have. Well, you could thank Mama Dukes for that one, it seems like. Exactly. So, you know, growing up, it, it was, it was very easy where my mom had to kind of remind me, like, you have to remember where you're from. You're not like your friends. So that growing up, I kind of grew up with a, a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Like I wanted those things, right? And I wanted that. And car. that's why, it's, that's why like you're that. succeeding now. That's why you, you're uh, went into sales. Actually, that's why I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you what made you go into sales and did you go to school, college, or did you just... So, yeah, yeah. So I went to college right first for, for criminal justice. and oh, uh, so I did too, actually. John Jay. I went to John Jay. Well, at least you went to John Jay. Um, I I went to SNU, Southern New Hampshire University, and it was um, it was all right. You know, for me, college was college. I went to a couple other colleges, but I, mean, I, I took – I wanted I just, to take the virtual – The institution of college is a joke. It is a joke. And the yeah. day that – you know, online, uh, online classes didn't become big in, in college, I feel like, until I came in in 06. And that's when it really, you know, became big. And as soon as I knew that I would not have to sit through a lecture to, for this guy to pitch me whatever belief he has, and now, you know, it's kind of more like, I'm going to try to mold your mind to what I think you should think. I was like, all right, I'm just going to do my classes at home. And I finally finished. But then I just went straight into sales because I knew that if I wanted to become a police officer, you were going to be capped, right? Like if you want to make X amount, you got to wait five years or eight years. (laughs) He relates. And I'm like, no, man, it's not going to work for me, you know? So, Well, well, let me bring this up, Johnny, real quick, because you're right. Um, As much as a salesman, we're quote unquote uncapped 
we're relatively capped. Um, uncapped to me, I think would almost be business owner. Yeah, now, sure. as much as I, I love my company and will work for my company uh, probably for a very long time, the idea is to be financially free and build something of your own. Is that something you have a thought of or, or would like to do? Um, pretty much an entrepreneur phase. Yeah, no, actually, uh, I already own a business uh, with my better half, my significant other. Shout out to the better half. Rebecca. Yeah, and, uh, Rebecca. We're, still, we're still looking for like our Rebecca's. <laughs> <laughs> so and, uh, to have a business, Rebecca, that sounds great, man. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, it's always a challenge. We, yeah. We, Working with your significant other. It's tough, but we work in the pet industry. So we do um, dog walking and boarding and I love it. Like that to me and her was more of also like a passion project. But the impact that she does have for these dogs, uh, our clients are willing to pay a little bit more than a regular boarding place or a dog walker. She shows her like that, that client service that, uh, you know, you you have to, you have to, if you're of course, yeah, I mean, you know, you have owner. We had an instance where one of my favorite dogs, he was here and it was about 1130 at night, almost midnight. And you can kind of see that he was tilting a little bit sideways. So it was kind of bothering him. Rebecca took him to the vet. They actually had to go in and clean out the all the earwax because they created a pretty bad infection that mm. they had to put him down a little bit, put him under. And, um, and she you know, spotted it. And it's very easy to miss that, you know, at a kennel oh, sure. or a bigger boarding facility. So they're willing to pay a little bit extra for that, for, for that extra mile. Right? Now, are you seeing, I'm sure you see an impact in the winter months, but with the pandemic, especially, are you seeing more of an impact with, question. of course, you know, your, your clients contacting you? You know, so that was definitely a roller coaster. It went from being completely everyone's home. Yeah, everybody's home. Um, we weren't even we weren't considered essential at the time, so we had to completely shut down. Oh, luckily, really? Yeah, wow. but luckily our, our overhead is you very, had, very, yeah. Very, I would imagine there's very, not much very, overhead except potential legalities. That's it. There's really not, but we have insurance, right? So yeah, yeah. So insurance, uh, our technology platforms. And then we just started working on on our new. We we have our new website coming up. What's, and everything. what's the name of this business? What's the Instagram? Let's uh, let's get some exposure here. Yeah, yeah. Peppy Pups Pet Services. So if you could do me a favor and throw it up, or put it in the link. Hundred percent. We definitely will. Um, you know, it's funny too because you do take an interest towards digital marketing, and you you see, um, you know how how it can be easily leveraged to, of course, gain exposure, which converts into business. Um, in fact, you, you just sent me a thread yesterday where you just have great customer reviews based on customer service. Shout out Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she does a great job. She has a great team and with this particular business and what we're doing, yeah, we would love to have a bunch of walkers all over the country, but to be able to, the the key is that I feel like standardizing, um, consistency throughout your whole business. Oh and yeah. That's with, that's with everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's very difficult to do because you need to hire the right people. So we, we have grown it's like we shut down and then we kind of rebuilt 50% of our book right away because everybody was getting puppies and people started, you know, and the that was the puppies and bikes were the quarantine. Couldn't buy a bike anywhere. Couldn't My buy brother, a damn bike anywhere. It, it took me forever to get a puppy. 
he had to pay Cutest double puppy, the price. Though, well worth it. Well that, worth it. Yeah, I mean, Johnny, I paid twenty five hundred for my puppy. I was pretty damn expensive. I paid for yeah. it first. We we have some clients <laughs> that you know we have some partnerships with other people that they have they're selling their dogs for like five thousand. Well, pretty champion. I breeds. mean that. May- that makes sense. Um, uh, pure breeds, uh, people don't realize how expensive they are. And I understand, um, you know, the adoption versus buying. And, oh, my God. I, I honestly think the majority of people would be like, adopt, adopt, adopt. But I personally would want a dog from the the smallest it can be to, like, yeah, see Yeah, you grow. can grow, grow. That's, yeah, but, and it's funny yeah, you say But that, they have it, those. They have puppies that, you know, and you, you, you do, do they, though? Because they, was, they never know their birth date. They don't really know much about the puppies yeah, or dogs. Certain, certain breeds can be a little bit tricky, but... Everyone gets on you, too. Like, why'd you buy the dog? A dog? That's typically now. Yeah. So, you know, it just depends on where you want to get it from. It, I, I try not to, not to really go at anybody for either wanting to buy or adopt right yeah but it's amazing the stigma that that simple decision can kind of kind of get for me it's more about what kind of owner you are yeah i mean certainly in the dog business you can't be biased towards any of them you want to show them all that you want their business and that you're capable but 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 johnny talking dogs the dog's personality from like three to seven months is developed and kind of goes with the owner if you're adopting a dog that's like a year they can be traumatized. Y- yeah. I yeah. Mean, what, is that true? That's, I that's mean, absolutely that. true. Rebecca works with dogs that they pick up from a kennel. Sometimes they're fostered and they don't know how to walk on a leash. So they're choking on themselves. Like mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's I've tough. It's tough. But, you know, all dogs need a home. Now, the type of dog that you are going to be able to, number one, dedicate your time to that's going to be up to you. Are you going to be able to de- dedicate your time to a puppy or are you going to be able to just go adopt a dog that's, you know, two, three years old, already potty trained because you're in and out of the house. So it, it's all relevant to what, you, you know, where I you are in life. Pros and cons. It's, it's also, like a child. We look at them like children. Definitely like a child. I mean, I recently bought a puppy and he, he's, he's the man. Um, but Learned a lot. I find it great that it, it's funny to figure out what people's passions are. And for you to actually find a girl as well, where both your passions are animals. Um, if I was to give any advice to Rebecca, just a you know build that brand. Eventually, you can start selling products, doggy doggy toys. That that's the idea. That, that's what that's really going to be the best way to expand and grow a business from dog walking and, and dog sitting. Yeah, and of you see, and you seem to already know that it truly is important that when you expand and you you build elsewhere, that it has to be the same service. It has to be it has to be a seamless transition, no matter Everything. where you go. And it you know it and we also kind of as a company from Ferragamo, we went through this training wise recently, or like maybe seven months ago, where we it's we had to like go over how important it is for everyone to get the same service, no matter where they went, because it just completes the business. And exactly. you're, when you're in 50 states, you, that's important. Well, that's probably Johnny's biggest challenge is how do you hire someone who cares and is passionate as much as himself and his girl? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. that's, that's, that's got to be extremely difficult because people just want the paycheck. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Because you have to think about the funnel itself, right? The, the customer funnel. So mm-hmm. the funnel's that are going to affect your company are not the ones just coming in, right? They're going to be the ones leaving as well. And a customer is not a customer until they've left you. So 
it's we we have to make sure that we're giving the the same experience that as they came in they're going to get the same experience on the way out right Absolutely. because that person will affect on how they discuss your business so you got to treat it all the same it, it has to be consistent so johnny i'm going to ask you a question right now it could pertain to what we just discussed it could not it it really i'm going to throw a curveball at you you ready for it so it's not Go ahead. It depends, and you'll hear it. <laughs> yeah. If you were to have ten grand right now, what would you invest it in Ooh. to make an ROI? ROI. I mean, how fast uh, you want to get it? I was just gonna say, let's say an ROI within a year and a half. Ten grand. You can do anything you want with it. What are you doing? Apple. That's stock market. I probably put a 10 grand and go about my way. So stock market right now. I hate Apple. I lost money on Apple. I just dumped all my Apple shares. I don't own one Apple product. Um, but I tell you what, the (laughs) last person I asked this question to, he was a CEO, he was chilling. Shout out Jared. And he said I would put all that money in Chase, and Chase shot up 20% since he said that. Yeah, you know, with banking. I never really dabbled dabbled in the banking. Even though I came from banking, I never went into it. It just never excited me. All right. It, it was always pretty boring. Uh, unfortunately, we grew up in, in the era of Tesla. So a lot of us were looking well, for Tesla's that. Well, Tesla's the weirdest right? stock in the world right now. It's, it's you a hear my stock. boy? You hear my boy? Yeah, I hear <laughs> He's like, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> it, it, it's definitely more of a cult stock. But it, it, Apple, man, it literally... I've had nothing but success with Apple. I bought just recently, uh, June 4th, I bought an option in Apple and it gave me a return investment of $18,000 in four or five months. That's a nice ROI right there. On a pandemic, uh, again, you know, to put that yeah. in layman terms, the average American makes $40,000 a year. And And they're not saving that. That's for sure. They're not saving it. I mean, there's tons of of variables that go into it. But this is where I think New Yorkers are just different. Mm -hmm. They're just different. They they learn this knowledge quicker, utilize it, and just, I mean, we we can just kind of move social classes quicker. That's, it's what you do with information that's going to allow you to move forward, right? Absolutely. But That's why we have this show. We learn from everyone. But coming back to Apple, though, the, the reason why as well is they their new laptops are being reviewed as probably the best laptop out there right now, uh, especially for them. Um, they have 5G that's just started, right? Like that, obviously, it was a little bit too early because there just wasn't enough polls to come up, um, but that's going to be expanding. And then um, they have Apple Plus, the workouts it's just such a big company. You can't, you can't lose. That's something you invest in. You don't trade Apple. You just own it and invest it and let it sit. But that's what I would do with 10 grand, especially right now. It's a great answer. Certainly a great answer. Well, you know, I mean, Johnny's very close with Ankit as well. We all work together and we had Ankit on just, uh, you know, last Monday and Ankit's our stock guy. He comes on every Monday yeah. or once, uh, yes, once a month, is. first Monday. Um, that, that's whether or not if he, let's hope he sticks to it. Yeah. 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 You could suck. Um, (laughs) but he, he comes on and and he gives us some some valuable information. He makes us a good amount of cash. So that's what I really appreciate the culture in our office, right? You have a lot of bright individuals in that room and 
if you just From hear them out all different aspects it's crazy oh my lord i had one guy who literally sat across from me came up to me one day and said hey have you ever heard of bitcoin i'm like no get away from me i'm not gonna touch it because i knew about silk road james uh no not james uh <laughs> logan logan i don't think you were there yet that's my she god frank and um <laughs> so it was like ethereum and bitcoin bitcoin was like 2200 dollars at the time so you know i dumped in about 8200 and the day i cashed out was really scary because it gemini was not allowing me to cash out and then i ended up giving logan a, a great big hug and a kiss and He's my brother for life. So, so James has been telling me to get into Bitcoin since, I mean, probably 6,000 of this year. And every time it goes, every dude, I, I get scared. Every time I buy it, it goes down. I quickly sell it. I lose 40 <laughs> It's 24-7. It's 24-7. It's, yeah. yeah, it scares the shit out of me. But today I actually put 3,500 in it. And as soon as I put 3,500 in it, stock market took a dump. And now I'm down money. And this is why I pull out. <laughs> It's just, I, I can't sell something I truly can't explain the value to, right? Like, Which is Bitcoin. I don't see the value in Bitcoin. N- neither do I. But everybody in the world is telling you to buy it, that it could it's going to have a, a 5x multiple of what it is currently. And yeah, you don't want to miss out. FOMO's killing me. And then guess what? The next morning you wake up, there's a new coin that came out, and you better jump on that one. Yeah, it, right? and Bitcoin's... So, 10 grand, not 20. That, right now, that's what it is with the EV market and SPACs. It's you jump on one, it blows up. You take those, you take those so, funds, you bring it to another. So, John, the only thing why I, I would say I, I have a little more confidence in Bitcoin is because major companies like PayPal are now getting into the actual Bitcoin, which is why it's it's rising. Um, but that's what I don't understand, and I don't mean to cut you off. That's what I don't understand because Bitcoin was made right to avoid. The major companies the third, the exactly the third party yeah. with the with the fees and <laughs> that everything. makes sense right to keep it away from the government like if you if you remember um, Silk Road was a website and this guy went to jail because people were able to buy and, and deal drugs from it um, go hire hitmen from it and they were all paying through Bitcoin. So Bitcoin was created to be like a shadow currency. Yeah. I mean, essentially, you know, to, to put it in layman's terms for the listeners, real estate, instead of you uh, going through X, Y, and Z to buy a house and paying X, Y, and Z, you could just literally pay with the owner on the blockchain. Um, the only reason why, again, though, I also feel a little confident as Bitcoin is because when 2000 came around and you had the dot-com era and you had Google and Yahoo and Ask Jeeves and all these, you know, the, these uh, infrastructures and, and right. institutions – only a few made it out. Right now, you have the same current situation. Bitcoin seems to be in the lead by far. Let me ask you one question. Sure. And if you can answer this, I'll, I'll buy as much Bitcoin tomorrow. All right. Who created Bitcoin? I don't know, but I tell you what. Nobody knows, man. Well, I was going to answer. Uh, in fact, I think you even said it earlier, Ge- uh, Gemini. I mean, those two twin brothers. No, who, they, they did a platform. That's a platform. Y- y- Nobody yeah. knows who created. They think it's uh, a gentleman in, in Japan, that, and he's not even taking credit for it. Nobody's taking credit <laughs> for creating Bitcoin. Hey, you created Bitcoin. No, I didn't. So, you, you know, it just shows me that I can be whatever I want in America, right? You can be literally whatever you want. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's why we're the best country in the world. Um, Johnny, as you can see, the time's coming down. We've been on for about 35 minutes. Uh, we really appreciate you having on, uh, having you on. I mean, you were great. No, nah, man. I appreciate you, you know, having me on. Uh, 
I literally it feels like it was just yesterday that you guys started and that's what caught my attention. That's what caught my attention because you're, you have a consistent. very, it's consistent. Yeah. Like people don't understand how hard it is to do what you guys do and people give up. That's the problem with this generation. People give up too easily because they're just so used to everything on demand and consistency is key. And you guys have definitely kept it up. So you know, keep it, keep it going. Cause well, I love I told, listening to you guys. I told Frank, I'm like, Hey man, if we do this, we have to, I mean, we created four podcasts before we started this one and actually learned oh, man. about it. Um, and a trip and a half. <laughs> but I told him, I'm like, this is a three, three to five year project. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, to be honest, uh, Johnny, people like you also make this worth it. And I mean, we essentially, you know, we changed this show up a few times and we want people like you on all the time. We want to hear your story. We want to see how your mindset is. We want to see how you're building. We want to give the audience that, uh, you know, that knowledge as well. So thank I you. I feel, I feel like that's what makes you somebody, right? It's what you do with, with your life and your journey. You, you set a vision, you set a goal. And once you reach and you achieve it, you're somebody, but just because Ooh. you don't have a million yeah. followers, that, that doesn't mean, you know, you're somebody to me, but that's why, that's why I'm in sales. Cause I love listening to everybody's story. Right. And yeah. you learn. That's it. You take I in the knowledge. You, I think, uh, I think we may have to title this one, three sales guy and a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I think that could attract some listeners. Like what? <laughs> well, Johnny, we yeah, wish guys. you nothing but success, man. Um, you know, we may have you on, you know, who knows probably again in the future. Right? I love episode, it guys. I love it's it. It's episode 92. Maybe uh, 162, you come back on, see how the puppy business is doing uh, post-pandemic. Um, but either way, we thank you. And uh, Frank G, you're the man. But right now, you're Frank Banks. <laughs> man, I'll take it because of Johnny, man. He, he knew from, <laughs> from episode five. But shout out to everybody oh, listening. You're, you're not allowed to call me Frankie Banks, though. <laughs> <laughs> we out. Peace. <laughs>